Alright, let's turn to John, St. John, the 14th chapter, for our scripture reading. And listen close as we read the first eight verses of John 14. Let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not where thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know me and have seen me. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. In other words, satisfies. Now that's what I want to speak on this afternoon. It's been the cry of the human heart for the ever since we've been human beings. We would like to see God. And I want to take about four ways this afternoon to show you God. First, I want to take God in His universe, God in His Word, God in His Son, God in His people. And we could take it many other ways, but I'd like to speak from those four subjects. Four different ways that we're going to look upon to see if we can see God. Now, there's not a person here, but what would love to see Him? Wouldn't you love to see God? I would like to see Him. So, if He is God, which we know He is, then why can't we see Him? Job one time said that, the oldest book in the Bible said something like this. If I only knew where he lived, I'd go knock on his door. And I'd like to talk to him. And he got to talk to God. God told him to gird himself up like a man for he was going to talk to him. And he came down in a whirlwind and talked to Job. Reminds me of a there near our place we live on the Ohio River and there was a little boy who went to a certain Sunday school a Baptist Sunday school in our country and he was very much enthused one day when he asked his mother if this great person that's called God that we go to church to worship if he is such a great person, wonder if you could let me see him. I'd like to see him. All the mother said to her little uh, junior, she said, Well, Sonny, you must ask your Sunday school teacher. Mother's not able to uh, provide that uh, answer. So at Sunday school, he spoke to his teacher and she said, I'm not able to provide that either, so you better ask the pastor. And after the sermon, they asked the pastor. And the pastor said, no, Sonny. Said, no man can see God. Said, God is just like the air. And you cannot see him. And, of course, that didn't satisfy the little lad. And he used to chum with an old man down on the Ohio River 
And he was an old typical fisherman graying in his beard. He's some 65, 70 years old. Batching, living in a little shanty boat. And I fished with him myself and we used to go up around the islands and fish. Set jumper lines. So this little lad was with him one day up the river and on the road back there come up a storm and they had to rush quickly to the bank to land the little boat because the waves were so awful big and white capping until it would turn the little craft over. So after the storm was over and they came from behind the trees, they pushed the little boat off the bank and got out into the current of the river, which is about one mile across the Ohio River there. Started down the river, drifting along as the old fisherman was pulling the oars. While they were behind the tree, the old fisherman had told the little boy the story as he had asked him why he wasn't married and didn't have anyone to take care of him. And he said, oh, Sonny, there's someone who takes care of me. And the reason I'm not married, my wife is in heaven waiting for me. And he went on with the story and as he got out into the current, they were going east with the little boat, or going west rather with the little boat and the old fisherman facing back up the river towards the west. It was in the afternoon and, and the sun was setting and after the rain come a rainbow. And oh, I think that's the most beautiful time. When the rain has washed all the dirt off the trees and, and they look so pretty and green in their original colors and all the flowers are pretty and the atmosphere is low and brings the smell of the rose out. It's just a beautiful time after a rain. I think it somehow reminds me after revival. When the Holy Spirit has come in and washed all the dust out and, and got us sweetened again before the Lord just to stand in the presence of like I am this afternoon, just bathing here in the presence of the Lord Jesus. The Holy Spirit taking all doubts and fears and things away from us. And we stand together after a, a shower from heaven. It's filled our souls. And as the old fisherman started pulling his boat on, the little fella noticed that tears began to come down the old fisherman's face. And the little lad turned to see what he was looking at. And there was a rainbow across the sky. So the little fella sitting in the stern of the boat become enthused. So he was holding on to the side of the braille and he raised up and run up into the stern of the boat and fell down the old fisherman's lap and he said, I want to ask you something. That my mother, nor my Sunday school teacher, our pastor can answer for me. And the old fisherman stopped his oaring and said, What is it, lad? He said, I noticed you looking at that rainbow said they tell me that God put that up there he said that's true my lad he said if God is so great could anyone see him and the old fisherman embraced the little boy to his bosom he said blessings on you my little lad let me tell you something all that I've seen for the past 50 years has been God there was so much God on the inside till he could see him on the out. Now that's the only way you're ever going to be able to see God is get him on the inside of you. Let him look through your eyes and he will declare himself. Of course, God is in his universe. No one that's got his right mind could think of go down here at Los Angeles, Mount Palmer somewhere, and look at that, them pictures that they have taken. That great observatory where that 120 million years of light space you can see. Break that down into miles and see where you'd go. Why you'd run a row of nines around this city. Still couldn't break it down. 
into miles. But beyond that, there's still the solar systems. On beyond. And when a person looks at that, there's only one thing you can do is raise up your hands and how saying, How great thou art, how great thou art. Each one perfectly turning till they can tell you the eclipse of the sun and the moon 20 years before it happens. To the minute. So perfectly timed by God. And then if you'll just notice in nature how that God will move among His universe. How that the world is tipped just a little bit to bring the hot and cold air together to make rain that waters your crops. How that God lives in His universe. Do you believe that? Sure He does. And some time ago I was talking to a person that, on the subject of God. And it was down at, in Kentucky. And he said to me, he was an infidel. Mr. Wood and I have been squirrel hunting. And we went over to ask if we could hunt on his place. And he said, oh, go ahead. He said, Brother Wood said, this is me and my, my pastor wants to hunt. He said, Wood, you don't mean you got so low down to you have to carry a preacher with you all the time. And he said, no, this is just my pastor. He said, he likes to hunt. And said, I, and I'd been camped out for about two weeks with beard about a half inch long. And, and dirty as I could be from sleeping on the ground the way we were camping. I was out resting. And that's my way of resting because I found God in nature. That was my first Bible. God in His nature, in His universe. And he said, well, he said, it's all right, I guess, to associate with preachers. He said, but you know, I have my idea of those saints. He said, I don't believe in any kind of religion. And there was another man sitting with him. And, and we went ahead talking about religion. They did for a while. And I just stood there eating an apple that I picked up off the ground. And he, this old man that was supposed to be the infidel, he said, I've often wondered I'd like to meet one preacher. And said, that was the one was over here at Acton that time. He said, you know, the old sister over here on the hill, I can't call her name just now. I said, that man was standing there on the Methodist campgrounds, sponsored by the Methodist church. That's strange, but it happened. And was having a healing campaign. Now, you Methodists ought to believe that. John Wesley believed in it. Certainly he did. All the early reformers believed in divine healing. And he said, standing in the meeting that night, he spoke to the sister of this old woman over here that my wife and I and her husband, all we could do, she was so far gone with cancer, the doctors had given her up weeks before, and to get her on a bedpan that morning said she was in such a condition and said her sister attended that meeting and this preacher called this woman's name and told her to come lay a handkerchief on this woman with the cancer, her sister. And she did that night and the next morning she ham and eggs and cooked fried apple pies for breakfast and eat it. He said, I want to meet that preacher one day. I just stood there. <laughs> And I said, would you know the preacher? He said, no, I don't know him. And Brother Woods looked toward me and winked. And I said, do you mean to tell me you don't believe there's God? He said, I wouldn't believe it unless I could see it. I said, how old is that apple tree? Oh, he said, I set it out there about 40 years ago. I said, it's only early September. We've had no cold weather or nothing. Tell me, sir, what is it that speaks, what intelligence speaks to that tree and makes that sap go down into the roots and hide itself for the winter? Pour water on a stump and see if it'll do it. Or set a pan full on it. And see if it'll go down and hide itself in the ground, dodging the cold weather. If it didn't do that, the cold weather would kill the tree immediately. But some intelligence runs the sap down into the ground, out of that tree, and keeps it warm from the leaves that fell on the ground from the tree. And next spring, before even the weather begins to moderate, here comes the sap back up, bringing with it new life. 
Explain that to me. Tell me what does it. He said, I never thought of it before. I said, it's God in his universe. God times everything just right. He said, what's your name? I said, I'm Brother Branham. He said, that's the name name of the man was over there. I said, that's right. He said, with all them whiskers and covered with squirrel blood. I said, that's just the same. I'm the person. He said, how did you know that woman? I said, I didn't. How did you know she was going to be well? Said, she just passed down the road here. She and her husband a while ago walking. I said, I didn't know it. Said, did you heal her? I said, no, sir. God showed it. God healed her. It's his amazing grace. He was eating on an apple and he took a bite and he turned his head. Said, you can go ahead and squirrel hunt. I looked around and the tears was running down his cheeks. I put my arm around him. I said, brother, you believe him, don't you? He nodded his head like that and turned around and walked out to the barnyard. Oh, God is in his universe. Some time ago, an infidel crossed the nation years ago, 40, 50, 60 years ago, getting converts. Oh, he was so smart with his intellectuals until modern preachers, intellectually speaking, could not hold nothing by him. And he made converts to infidelism. And one time his health gave down. He went up into Colorado near a ranch where I used to ranch and work. And he was taking a vacation back there. The man that I know was, uh, his father had cut uh, the ways to to put his camp up. And one day he was walking back out and he stopped and he looked at the rocks. And he said, just where did you come from? How did you get there? And the winds begin to blow. He said, have I been wrong all the time? If there is a God, let him speak to me. There, that infidel, that preachers or no one could, could withhold him or withstand him rather in the words of his wisdom. But the, they was afraid of him. But the Bible said, if they hold their peace, the rocks will immediately cry out. God has a way of doing things. The rocks cried out. There on his knees with his face to the ground, he surrendered his infidelic spirit over to God and become a sweet, humble Christian. They hold their peace. Nature will cry out. I'm a hunter. I, I love to hunt because there's where I found God first was in the woods. When I was first wanted to serve him, I didn't know how to pray and we never went to church. Our people behind was me was Catholic. They didn't uh, Irish by nature, mother and father, both except my grandfather was Indian. And then they uh, I didn't know how to pray and I want to get saved. And you know what I did first? I sat down and wrote God a letter and told him that I was sorry for what I'd done. And I was going to go out into the woods in a path where I used to have a real funny feeling when I go by these places. And I was going to tack it on the tree so he could read it when he passed by. Because I knowed he lived out there in the woods somewhere. I'd seen too many things happen. I knew that he lived somewhere. Now I thought him being so free from sin, he'd be out into a place where it was clean, where people wasn't at. He could, I could find him there better than I could among uh, like places where people had contaminated. I learned my first Bible was from nature. I, you, you take these little ducks. They come from the south here and go out way up into Canada. And they make their nest up there in the slime. And they lay their eggs in the little ducks or barn. And then that's in the spring. That year they raise up. All summer they're fed. And when winter time comes, the first time there comes a cold wind blowing across the mountains where frost is. Sweeps down across the prairie country where the lakes are or the foothills. And that first cold breeze blows across there with frost in it. Somewhere in that great big bunch of ducks on this pond is a little leader, a little drake. 
He'll run right out there in the middle of that pond, stick that little honker up in the air and honk four or five times. Every duck on the pond will come to him. He'll raise some air. He's never been off of that pond. He was born there that spring. He'll raise off of that pond and go just as straight to Louisiana as he can go to them rice fields. No compass at all. They call it instinct. I've often thought if God give enough gumption to a duck called instinct to lead him away from trouble, what ought to you do to a church that's born again full of the Holy Ghost? What ought you to do? He has no compass, but he was born a leader. Ducks know they're leader, but the church don't. The Holy Ghost is our leader. He's our teacher. He'll lead us into truth and to light. Ducks know theirs, but it seems like sometimes we don't have as much intelligence as a duck. Because he likes to keep and cater with what's given to him. But we try to figure out something different. That's the intellectual. You get out of God's great universe. I'll tell you what you can do. Some of you people from the cold countries. You watch that old sow go over from the north side of the hill and bring all them shucks and cobs around on the south side of the hill and make her bed. And that night you listen to the news. And the news will say, tomorrow will be fair weather. Don't you pay a bit of attention to what he says. That old sow knows more about the weather than he ever will know. That's exactly right. She went to the south side where it will be warm. You go rabbit hunting and see those rabbits sitting back under the brush like this. Look out for cold weather. And if you see them get into a cornfield, it's fixing to rain. Just watch God. He moves. Oh, how wonderful He is. If you'll just open your eyes, you can see Him all around you. He's in His universe everywhere, moving. Watch Him in the sunset. Watch Him in the sunrise. Watch Him in the rainbow. Watch Him everywhere. You can see Him. He's no farther from you than your right arm is. God's in His universe. Some years ago, I was elk hunting up in Colorado where I usually hunt quite a bit. And up in the mountains there, it was early in the fall and the snow hadn't come deep enough to run the elk out of the high timber down into the valley. So Jeff and I, the rancher, we had, I've helped him ranch in there for years and still help him on the roundups. And we had rode up for hunting and he'd be gone for me for three or four days. He went back up on the west fork of the Troublesome River and I was hunting the east fork and uh, if we got elk we'd hang them up nowhere to bring the pack horses and we'd just on our saddle horse and one day I was up high got way away from my saddle horse and up around the rim and that late in the fall it'll first thing you know the sun will be shining then it'll rain then it'll clear off then it'll snow and it's just changeable weather and I was hunting high it had been pretty dry and I heard a crack of lightning and I looked coming across the mountains and the rain was coming so I just got in behind a tree and stood there a little while till the storm was over the winds blew and twisted and around and I stood in behind the trees till it was over after it was over I've been standing there thinking about God it's just been a few years ago I was holding these campaigns and I thought how great God is and how wonderful. I said, I must have been born for this place. Out in the woods, alone by myself. Away from peoples and crowds and the sick and the afflicted and everything. The telephones are ringing and the ambulances are coming. I thought, how sweet and peaceful. Lord, let me stay here. And I thought, I was born for this. This is my nature. Here's where I belong. Here's where you live. And I thought, well, if I don't get it in this one, I'll have it in the millennium. So I'll just wait for that time. And when the storm ceased, I kind of walked out from behind the tree and way back over on the side of the mountain. I heard an old bull elk begin to, to bugle. And he was calling to the rest of the herd. It got scattered at the time of the storm. And he began to call to the mate. Then, as David said in the scriptures, when the deep calleth to the deep. If there's a deep calling, there's got to be a deep to respond to it somewhere. And then that nature began to rise up in me. 
Here's the place for me to stay. Oh, that's music. Way back over here, the old gray wolf howled and the mate answered it down in the bottom. Oh, my. That's when the deep really calls to the deep. You hear that wild call of the wolf. Some wild animal scream, the birds scream. To me, it's God. I can hear him amongst his beasts and his animals. The wind are blowing, I have to look. Back over here, where the blowing cold enough to freeze the water on the evergreens, the sun come out over into the west this way and look like an eye looking through there, like God in the sunset. I notice it caused a rainbow across the canyon. Now I begin to think, there he is in the rainbow. There he is over there in the calling in that elk. There he is over there in the wolf calling. Here he is uh, in the trees. I can hear his voice whispering. There he is there in the rainbow. For he was to look upon as jasper and sardis stone with a rainbow over his head. Alpha, Omega, the beginning and the end. He that was, which is, and shall come, the root and offspring of David. And with the rainbow, seven colors, perfection. God is perfected in sevens. And there he was also as rainbow as a covenant. Everywhere you look, you can see God if you just look into His nature. And while I got all filled up, I'm going to tell you something, then you know I'm, I'm a real Baptist. While I was looking at that, I got so full of the Holy Ghost until I set my gun against the tree and run around the tree just as hard as I could, kicking one foot up in the air and screaming to the top of my voice. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Just around, 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 around. Till I almost fell down there and stopped and jerked my hands up and down the air. Hallelujah, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Just as hard as I could run. I couldn't think of nothing else to say. My heart was a bubbling over. What was it? The deep calling to the deep. I heard God out yonder in a way and maybe she wouldn't hear him. But to me, he was in his universe calling back. I'm the God of creation. I made all things by my own hand. Yes, if somebody come in the woods, they thought they had a maniac in the woods. Round and round and round and round and round that tree I went, just having me a glorious time. I wasn't, anybody didn't care whether they heard or not, I was 50 miles, 30 miles anyhow from anybody as far as I knew. But around and around the tree I went screaming because what? I was in a God's cathedral. I could see Him everywhere. The sun, the streaks coming through the woods. The rainbow yonder, the wolf hollering, the elk hollering. I could hear him in the winds. Oh my, he's everywhere. Way higher you can see where the snow peaked the mountains and shadowing off down into the evergreen. Oh, just look anywhere you'll see him. He's in his universe. You believe that? I stood there a little bit. And after a while I heard something going, chatter, 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 chatter. I thought, what's that? I looked around, there's an old blow down there where a, a farmer's storm had blowed some trees. And there was a little pine squirrel. I don't know where you know what they are or not. How many knows what a pine squirrel is? He's the noisiest little fellow that there is in the country. And he jumped up on an old tree stump there. And he was just acting like he's about to, he's going to tear me to pieces. Just chatter, chatter, chatter. Just jumping up and down, shaking all over as hard as he could. Oh, he's going to cut me up. Well, I thought, little fellow, there's no need of you getting all that excited. You're not going to do nothing. And I, did I, what did I scare you? I thought, well, you oughtn't to get scared about that. I was only praising the God that made both of us. There's no need of you getting all tore up. I was praising Him. So don't get all excited like that. Well, I was just praising God. You ought to know better than to holler at me like that. Don't interrupt me when I'm shouting like that because I'm having a good time. Leave me alone. See? And um, so I happened to notice the little fellow had cocked his little head sideways and looked down into that brush. Well, come to find out that he wasn't barking at me. Out of that brush through the storm that had been a big eagle had been forced down. And he was mashed down into that blow down into that blowdown. And the big fellow, that's what the little pine squirrel was all excited about. And he jumped up on a limb. I thought, now, wait a minute here. There's something somewhere. Because I was worshiping God. Running around around this tree here. And I see him in all these different elements of his and this nature. Now, why would he interrupt me for such a thing as that? Now, there's an old eagle. I admire the eagle. But I looked at him. 
And I thought, well, what's, what could I see God in him? Now, what would that be? I looked at him, his great, big, gray-looking eyes, and he stood there on that limb looking at me, and he looked at this squirrel, and then looked back to me. They looked at the squirrel, look, I said, I guess you're looking us over. So I thought, do you know what? I could shoot you if I wanted to. And um, I looked at him, and my rifle was sitting up against the tree. I said, did you know I could shoot you if I wanted to? Never paid a bit of attention to it. Just sitting there. I thought, oh, that's what God wants me to see. Don't be afraid. That eagle's brave. He's not afraid of nothing. He wouldn't be ashamed to tell his boss he'd got healed by divine healing. You know, about him. He's, a, he's strong. He wouldn't be afraid to testify if he'd received the Holy Ghost. If it was for him, he'd sure testify of it. Because he's brave. Nothing shame about him. Well, I thought, what's you so brave about? What makes you brave? I began to notice then, he kept feeling those wings. You know how they move their feathers back and forth, you know. Pull their wings. I thought, oh, I see. Mm -hmm. God gave you two wings. And you know good and well that you could take them two big wings and get in that timber before I could even reach that rifle. He had confidence in what God gave him them wings. And he knew what them wings would do for him. How much different it is with the human being? God gave us the Holy Ghost and we still don't know what He'll do for us. That's right. It's unlimited what He'll do. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you get it and you shall have it. That eagle could trust his God-given wings. You know why? I think a lot of times the eagle had tried it out. <laughs> he knew what he was talking about and we got the Holy Ghost and haven't tried it out. That's just where it's at. See, if we let nature work in us like the, the animal does. Sure, he knows what to take hold of and what not. So he, he knowed the distance from where I was standing from my rifle. He could be in that timber and I'd never see him. So he kept moving those big wings and I watched him. I said, oh boy, I'd never shoot you. I am so uh, proud of you. I like to see something that's got some spunk to it. Something that will stand up when they know what they're doing. Don't you like to see that? That's the reason I like the Pentecostal church. Don't care what the world says. Call them holy rollers everything else. They stand right up and shout just the same. Praise the Lord. Go right on. I like that. Certainly. Stand right up to it. No matter what difference who it is. Stay there and give your testimony. Give God praise. Now watch this old eagle as he moved around there, you know, a little bit. Now I happen to notice... He wasn't watching me so much. He was getting tired of listening to that squirrel cursing. <laughs> chatter, 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 chatter. Uh, he just looked over at him. After a while, he got annoyed at him. So the only thing he done was just give a great big jump like that and flopped his wings about twice, and he is beyond the timber. Then he never flopped one more time. He just set his wings. And every time the air would rise, he'd rise with it. And I stood there and looked at him. As every time the wind would rush in, he'd go a little higher. Never moved a feather. Just going up, 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 up until he become a little spot. I stood there and tears began to run down my cheeks. I said, oh God, this is a great place to be. Here's where I love to be. There you are in that eagle. See, he just made one big jump and he trusted his wings. He didn't flop from one meeting to another and go from one church to another. He just made one big flop, then set his wings in the power of God like the Holy Ghost and carried him away. Oh, no, no, no. He got away from this little old chipmunks of the earth here, earthbound. They ain't got no wings and don't know how to fly. Chatter, chatter. Days of miracles just passed. Don't just say it's the Holy Ghost. That's for another day passed by. Oh, just set your wings in the power of God. Let the Holy Ghost rise you above it. On, on, and on. You couldn't even hear no more chipmunk. Ground squirrel, whatever you want to call him. Got tired of that chatter, chatter. Oh, if the church one of these days will get tired of that. And they'll know how to set their wings and they'll take a walk with God and go home out of it. Days of miracles is past. Tell me when. Just come too late to tell us that, didn't they? Days of miracles is past. No such thing as the Holy Ghost. Speaking in tongues is just make believe. That's all they know about it. So the thing to do is just set your wings. 
He didn't flop now from place to place. I'll go over and see if this and I'll go over and see if that. He just knows how to set his wings. And that's all you have to know how to do about divine healing, about the Holy Ghost. It's just know how to set your faith in the power and promises of God. It'll pack you right on up. You just go right on up. Every time it blows in, you're going to rise higher and higher and higher and higher. Till you'll not be able to hear this. Your chatter, chatter, chatter. Days of miracles is past. Bunch of holy rollers. You'll not even pay attention. You'll be so far beyond them till you'll be out of hearing this enough. Your soul will be lifted into a spot where, oh sure, God is in His universe. You believe that, don't you? Oh, we could spend hours just on that one thing. We've got to jump to another. You believe God's in His universe? Now, next, God is in His Word. Now, you look around the universe and you'll see God. Certainly you will. Now, God's in His universe. Now, God is in His Word. God keeps His Word. That's what makes the Bible real. That's what we can challenge any atheist, any unbeliever, any Mohammedan, any Buddha, any witch doctor, any spiritualist, anything else in the name of the Lord Jesus and make this Word live. Because God is in His Word. I was discussing the other day with the a certain denomination of church that believes that that the church is the answer. Not the word. They said they wrote the Bible. The Bible was uh, the it was a history of their church. And he said, God is in his church. I said, the Bible said God is in his word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That's right. He was the word of God, the spoken word of God. And God is in His Word. Every promise God makes, He stands by His promise. The only thing we have to do is we take His Word into our heart and don't doubt it, but believe Then God makes that Word, which is Himself on the inside of you, go to work and bring to pass the very thing that He promised. Did He do it in Abraham? Why, Abraham, a man 65 years old or before he even, or 75 years old, before he received the promise, and he took that word into his heart and kept it there for 25 years, but it produced just exactly what the promise was. Is that right? God is in his word. We all know that. There's not one speck of the Bible contradicts itself. I've offered anybody anything they want. I'll preach the gospel and take up love offerings for a year. And give it every bit to a man that can take the Word of God and disprove it by the Word of God to me. That's right. It's not there. I've had that challenge out for years and years. I'm still taking my own love offerings. Because <laughs> it's not there. You might be so scrupled up in your own intellectuals because the Bible is... Jesus thanked His Father for hiding it from the eyes of the wise and prudent and revealing it to babes such as would learn. See, it's the Word of God. The Word is like a seed. Now you take a seed. You people here on the West Coast, you're great agriculturists. Now you take your orange tree. Now you take your orange tree when you first get it. It's a seed. You put it in the ground. And that seed will produce an orange tree. Sure. Now that's the way it is. Now this orange tree, the only thing you do with that, when it's just about as high as your one inch high, I don't know how many bushels uh, oranges a tree would produce in its lifetime. Let's say, for instance, 500 bushels. Uh, that may be over or under. I do not know. But say 500 bushels. Did you know that uh, every orange that will ever be in that tree is in it when it's just about one inch tall? Did you know that? Sure it is. Where it come from the seed. Now, the only thing it is, it's just planted out, set out, and it has to draw. It sucks water from the earth to get nourishment. And it sucks water from the earth and it has to drink more than its potion. And every time, because it has to push out. And when it drinks in water, it pushes out limbs. Drinks in more water, pushes out leaves. Drinks in more water, pushes out blossoms. Drinks in more water, pushes out at, uh, oranges. It just keeps drinking and pushing out. But it has to drink. That's the way a believer is. He's set right in the middle of the Word of God. Amen. And if he has any need for anything, he just drinks and pushes out. Drinks and pushes out. When a man is filled with the Holy Ghost, everything that he'll ever use in his life's journey is in him right then. Yes, sir. 
The only thing we have to do is drink and drink and drink and drink and drink till we get it. We are planted in Christ Jesus. And to my interpretation of Him, He is the inexhaustible fountain of life. That's exactly what I think He is. And when we are planted in Him, He's inexhaustible. We can draw from Him goodness, meekness, gentleness, patience, power, healing, and promise that He gives because we're planted in the seed of His Word. And it will produce just exactly what God said it would produce. It's a seed. The Word God is in His Word. We believe that, don't we? All of us believe. You see God answering way years ago when He told them to go up Pentecost and receive the Holy Ghost. Years before that, in Isaiah, He said, Precept must be upon precept, line upon line. Here a little, there a little. Hold fast to that what's good. Stammer lips and other tongues while I speak to this people. And this is the rest. See? He told it way before. Then His Word come right over and was made manifest. All the promised Messiah from the Garden of Eden, the seed should bruise the serpent's head. So forth come to pass, God is in His Word. Now, God's in His universe, say amen if you believe it. God is in His Word. You believe it, say amen. Now, God in His Son. Now, God was in His Son. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. That's what the scripture says. He, God, will come down and lived in a body born to the Virgin Mary and God manifested himself through Christ to show what his, his attributes was, to show that he loved, to show that his patience, to show his power, to show it to manifest himself. God lived in Christ reconciling the world to himself. I spoke to a woman here some time ago, or she called my attention. She said, Pastor Branham, she said, I appreciate your sermons. I I'm a, attend your meetings. But she belonged to a certain denomination of church that does not believe that Jesus was divine. And she said, um, well, he wasn't divine. And I said, said, you tried to make him too divine. I said, he was divine. Oh, she said, sir... I'll admit that he was a good man. And I don't want to hurt your feelings. Some of them people are my precious friends. It's Christian science. And he said, uh, he, he isn't divine. said, I'll admit he was a prophet. But he wasn't divine. And you try to make him divine. I said, he was either divine or the greatest deceiver the world ever had. Right. I said, he was divine. He was more than a prophet. He was God over the prophets. Sure he was. I said, he was divine. And she said, now you said you was fundamental and you believe the scripture. I said, I do. And she said, if I'll prove to you by your own Bible that he wasn't divine, will you witness that I'm right? I said, yes, sir. If the Bible said he wasn't divine, then I believe the Bible. And I said, I've got to see the scripture. She said, and John, uh, uh, over in St. John, it said, when Jesus went down to the grave of Lazarus, he wept. And said, you know, if he was divine, he could not weep. I said, sister, is that where you base your thoughts? She said, yes, sir. And that's true. He went to the grave of Lazarus. He wept. That showed that he wasn't divine. I said, your argument is thinner than the broth made out of a shadow of a chicken to starve to death. I said, well, you know better than that. And she said, oh, he was. He was he's a prophet. He was a good man. I said, he was more than God was in him. He was a man, but he was a... A dual person. One, he was a man. The spirit in him was God. I said, God was in Christ. She said, oh, no. I said, look, lady, I'll take your own scripture. He was a man, but he was a God man. When he went down to the grave of Lazarus, he did weep like a man. That's true. But when he stood there, straightened his little stooped shoulders up and said, Lazarus, come forth. And a dead man had been dead four days come to life. That was more than a man. Man couldn't do that. That was God and His Son. He was a man when he come off the mountain hungry looking for something to eat. Looking around on a tree to find something to eat. He was a man when he was hungry. But when he took two fishes and five biscuits and fed five thousand, that was more than a man. That was God and His Son. He was a man when he was laying out there on that boat that night. Virtue had gone out of him until he was so weak he couldn't. 
The waves didn't even wake him up. Tossed about in that little old boat like a bottle stopper out there on a mighty sea. The 10,000 devils of the sea swore they had drowned him that night while he was asleep. He was a man when he was sleepy and tired. But when he put his foot up on the rail of the boat, looked up and said, Peace, be still. And the winds and the waves obeyed him. That was more than a man. God was in his son. Absolutely. He was a man when he died there on the cross screaming for mercy. He was a man when he died. He cried like a man. He had pain like a man. But on Easter morning when he broke the door, they upheld the seals of the grave and rose again. He's more than a man. He proved he was God. Living, he loved me. Dying, he saved me. Buried, he carried my sins far away. Rising, he justified freely forever. Someday he's coming. Oh, glorious day. God was in his son. Reconciling the world to himself. Do you believe that? Sure. God was in his son. Quickly our time gets away. One more thing. We, you believe God is in his universe? God is in his word? God was in his son? Now God in his people. Alright. We'll see whether he comes down to human beings. The same as he does to nature. Human beings is part of his nature. Certainly they are. Now notice... God was in His people. Who was it the other night in our text? In Elijah. When a little baby had died of a sunstroke and been laid for hours and hours on the prophet's bed. When a man called Elijah walked back and forth up and down the floor and laid his body on that dead baby to come to life. That was God in His people. Certainly was. Who was it? That was St. Peter the Apostle. A fisherman, so ignorant, the Bible said he was ignorant and unlearned. Who was it when he walked down along the streets and people laid the sick in the shadow of that man and they were healed? Was it a man's shadow that healed him? It was God and his people that did the healing. Who was it in St. Paul when they took from his body handkerchiefs or aprons and laid on the sick? God was in his people. They recognized God in St. Paul. Certainly they did. Who was it? When a bunch of little cowards, afraid, took the word of God and went up to Pentecost. They had the doors all barred up, the windows barred up, and they were in there for ten days. All of a sudden there came a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the building where they were setting. And cloven tongues set on them like far and out into the streets they went where there was once a scared. Went out there preaching the gospel and carrying on like a bunch of drunk people. What was it? God in His people. God moving among His people. God is in you. God the Holy Spirit is in you. Moving around now, reconciling the world to Himself. What makes these inspired ministers preach the gospel? What makes them perhaps one-time drunkards, one-time gamblers, one-time bad men? All of a sudden something changed. Here they stand, preaching the gospel and giving their lives out. And some of them merely living just as poor as they can when they were businessmen. They could be rich, riding big cars and have luxury. But they sacrificed and give it away. Why? God's in His people reconciling the world to Himself. God's in His people. What is it strikes a little woman or a little man and he rises and his face lights up like a candle and speaks with a language he knows nothing about and another rise under the same kind of inspiration and give a message to his church. God in his people. Amen. What is it comes to this platform meeting after meeting and performs the same miracles that Jesus did when he was here on earth? It's God in his people. No matter how much it would be in me, it has to be in you too. Because it won't work just by me, by myself. It takes you and I together to do it. That's right. All of us together, God in us all. God not only in Methodist or Baptist or Pentecost or Presbyterian, but God in every believer that's received the Holy Ghost. That's God the Holy Ghost in the people. Reconciling the world to Himself. Watch how he makes the people believe it. By the same things he did to the first ones at Pentecost, he does it to them today the same way. 
They receive the Holy Ghost in the same manner. Same signs and wonders follows them. God's in His universe. You believe that? God's in His Word. You believe that? God's in His uh, Son. You believe that? God's in His people. You believe that? God moving in all. Therefore, Philip said, show us the Father and it will satisfy us. I'm satisfied today that I can see God everywhere I look. I don't only see Him, but I feel Him and I know He's here. The poet said, you ask me how I know He lives. He lives within my heart. I watch His Spirit and see it motivate me, move me. You're motivated by something. The Holy Spirit. God is here today, friends. God is here. He's in His nature out down there. Summer and winter, leaves, flowers, birds, animals. He's in the sunset, the sunrise. He's in the solar system. He's everywhere. God is everywhere. He's in His universe. God is in His Word. Anybody will take His Word, any promise. Let me go on record by saying this. If you'll take the right mental attitude towards any divine promise of God, it'll bring it to pass. That's what I think about His Word. You take any promise in here and you take the right mental attitude towards it, God will bring it to pass for you. God is in His Word. God is in His Son. He was divine. He's the Son of God. I believe that with all that's in me, I believe it. Yes, sir. He was not. More, he was a prophet, sure. He was a prophet. He was a preacher. He was a singer. He was, he was God. God manifested in the flesh. God come down in the flesh to reconcile the world to Himself. Then that wonderful Son of God died. And when He died, He gave His life. He rose again on Easter and God raised up His body and set it on His right side and sent the Holy Spirit back to continue to manifest Himself among the people. And the same Spirit was in Jesus Christ is among us today manifesting Himself continually to the people by the same signs, same wonders, given in the same Holy Ghost, speaking with the same kind of tongues, giving the same kind of interpretation, seeing visions, moving out, healing the sick, just exactly like He did at the beginning. God is in His people. Why do we look there and show us the Father and it satisfies us? We see the Father. We see the Father. When I, when I look out here and see the sunset, I see the Father. When I see the sunrise, I see the Father. When I hear the wild call of beast, I see the Father. When I see those flowers blooming, I see the Father. Don't you? I see Him in His Word. Every time I take His Word to a promise, I see the Father. I look at Jesus, I see the Father expressing Himself through the Son. I look at His people, I see the Father. See Him working among His people, expressing Himself, continuing on. Show me the Father. Here He is right here this afternoon, working among His people, in His people, through His people, over His people. Hallelujah! God is in His people. Let us pray.